Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. I am so thankful that you joined us this morning. I hope your day is going well. hope your weekend's been good. hope you're ready to uh, listen to the Word of God this morning. I've got a special guest this morning, my brother from another mother, Cody Kirchhoff from the Harbor here in Dothan. Cody, thanks for being with us, man. Ken, thanks for having me in on a Sunday morning. It's always good having you with us, brother. Before we get going, before we start talking, man, let's open up in prayer. Would you lead us? Ah, Jesus, we thank you for this this Sunday morning. We thank you for just the opportunity to be able to talk about the goodness of you, to share your truth, to share your love. And Lord God, as we just spend this time together, I pray that Ken and I's heart right here so open to you. And I pray that everyone that's listening somewhere out there, Lord God, that you would move in a perfect and pristine and personal way in their lives, in their hearts, and you draw us all closer to you, and you draw us in unity as the true kingdom body of Christ. So we love you, Lord, and we praise you, bless your name, and we thank you. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Amen. Well, Cody and I both are in downtown Dothan every, pretty much every single day, aren't we, Cody? We are. That's our neighborhood. <laughs> That's our neighborhood. And we both reach out to those who are down and out, those who are living in poverty and, and the homeless. And we were just talking before we went on air, even a greater vision than that, not just those who are down and out, but to the body of Christ. Uh, I know that's big on your heart. And it's just, a, it's just awesome to, to live for the Lord and see what God does each and every day because you can get caught up in the news, you can get caught up in your own life and not pay attention to what's going on around you, and you really miss out on what God is doing uh, right here in our community, and he wants to do it in all of our lives, in all of our communities. He, he does. You know, Ken, when you're saying that, you know, I just thought Acts 1-8, and, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes, right, when the Holy Spirit yeah. is in us and says, you know, we're going to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And it was amazing. You know, I think a long time ago, Coca-Cola had that vision to, you know, they wanted a global vision, but they knew it started in a local way. Right. And that was Jesus to a T. He had a giant global vision, an eternal, a universe vision, but it needed to start local. And, you know, you saying, yeah, we're in downtown all the time. But if our vision is, is only downtown, and as you described, maybe people are just going through a storm, just that down and out season or that moment of, of as Scripture says out of Matthew 25, the least of these or, or whatever, and we've all been that in some moment or another. But if that is our only vision, oh, my goodness, it's a small vision. It's not as big as a God vision. And so I think, you know, you and I always talk. It's a Dothan vision. It's a rich, middle class, and poor vision. It's it's a black, white, and brown vision. It's a Christian and non-Christian vision. It's to the ends of the earth type vision. And our heart is just to to be where we're called, but to be able to ignite all those who are hungry for that calling. Yes, amen. And it's interesting you mentioned Coca-Cola because there's so many places that uh, we've been blessed to go around this world where people know nothing about Jesus but they're drinking a Coca-Cola. Exactly. So the sad fact is Coca-Cola has carried out their mission better than the church has carried out its mission. Ah, it's the same thing with, you know, I always use this illustration about how many true Apple stores there are, right? Right. But in the last 10, 12 years, how many millions to billions of iPhones have been produced out there? You know, people, people can't do without it. You know, I always said, I don't think our issue is, goodness, we need a million more churches. We need a 
whole different passion in our marketing campaign. Right. People um, often who, who in the U.S. who don't have that relationship with Jesus, and uh, people will be surprised how many people really don't know much of anything about Jesus, even right here in the buckle of the Bible Belt. But I heard a pastor teaching one time that people are getting the wrong Jesus. Hmm. They're not seeing the true Jesus, in other words, in his people. I thought he hit it perfectly. What? So I'm interrupting you. Tell, what, what's the true Jesus? Yeah, the true Jesus is one who gives life, one who loves you no matter what's going on in your life, one who wants to save you, one who wants to transform our lives. And what so often people hear is nothing, crickets. They don't see a transformed person. They don't see a difference in, in a person's life who claims to be a Christian. So why do they want that if it's no different than their own lives? We need to be a people who are showing and telling about Jesus, living that life out, just like in the first church, which I know we're going to talk, talk in, in Acts uh, chapter 2 here in a moment. But there was a difference <laughs> in them. When the Holy Spirit came upon Peter, we see a different man, totally different man. Unfortunately, in the church, especially in America, we don't see everyone who claims to be a Christian. You know, 75% of, of the U.S. are truly Christians mm-hmm then why is the country like it is today? You know, we're just not seeing it. So we can, and it's true with every religion, people claim to be whatever that religion is, but they really don't know what they're supposed to believe, but they're just claiming it because they live in a certain part of the country or in a certain country, or grandma and grandpa, mom and dad was that religion, so I am too. And it's no different Christianity that People, they may have been raised by a godly parent or parents or a grandmother in so many cases. And so they just automatically assume that they're Christian, even though they haven't had that personal relationship. Yeah. And and people don't see Jesus, and so therefore they're not drawn to Jesus. I say all the time, you know, I think so many people know about Jesus, but very few truly receive him. Yeah, um, They say often, you know what, the the average human uses maybe 10% of the potential of our brains. Yeah. You and I on most days, maybe less, <laughs> maybe less, maybe yeah. less. You know, I think, you know, I think we could say the same thing. You know, are we take the religion out of it because Jesus came to not about the religious side of it. He came about the presence and power and transforming side of it for the, for eternity. Are we walking in 1% of the power of the Holy spirit? Are we walking in two and a half percent of the power of the Holy spirit? You know, uh, I know you love that Alabama football team. To so so put it in put it in a little earthly perspective <laughs> here, because boy, I, you know, bless your heart, Ken. I'm still a Husker fan, yeah, well, but no. but bless your heart. <laughs> do you want to be down by 14 points to Alabama in the fourth quarter? No. Because you know they have power. Right. They have comeback power. So no matter what's going on in our country, we, we've got a bigger power, a bigger comeback power. Yeah. We've got a bigger. We got this power. Spoiler alert, Jesus wins. Yeah. And and uh, I just think there has been so much that we, you know, we can only live out what we've experienced, what we've encountered. I get that. You know, we, we are, we're human. We follow our human rhythm and, and routine. So we only, we only experience what we've seen. And, and if the power of God that we have experienced and, and, and really encountered is is that of, this is what I know about church. 
Well, goodness, the church is a mighty movement of people. Started with 12 dudes. Right. Two billion people later, you know, here in 2022. It's a mighty movement of people. But if what we know is just a, a buildingized, programized style of church, we haven't encountered it. And I think God is just screaming out right now, oh, goodness. You might think the world, we're down by 14 right now, but oh, man, that victory is going to be good. Yes. So let's just rise up and believe and then receive it. And it starts on a daily basis by literally just telling someone else. And telling somebody, living it out. I like what you said about the Holy Spirit. So many Christians are living with 1%, maybe two and a half on a good day, right? And I know in a lot of churches, the Holy Spirit isn't mentioned at all or rarely. It's mentioned because people kind of unfortunately refer to it's over there. We don't want to talk about it. Well, you know, Holy Spirit's not an it. He's a person. Holy Spirit is a person. He is He is part of the Trinity. He is God. And when when we read in Acts, when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, we see what it's supposed to look like. And, and so, Cody, what does it look like for a Christian to live in the power of the Holy Spirit? You know, I think one thing, Acts 2.41, you know, right after the Holy Spirit did come, you know, I mean, you got to understand, this is 50 ish days after Jesus had been tortured and killed and buried and rose, right? And yeah. he was appearing to people and he just had a small group of people yet that were obedient. They obedient to him. They they did nothing except, okay, he told us to stay in the city until we've been clothed with power from on high. And I always say, you know, whatever your your favorite team is out there and they put that uniform on they represent something bigger. And so Jesus is saying, hey, don't leave. He's saying, hey, Peter, don't leave. You know, And, I mean, you got to understand, this is, this is Peter 50 days after saying to a little girl, I don't know who he is. I don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. Uh, we've all been in, in that moment. But then the Holy Spirit came. And Peter, you know, he stands up and he starts saying, you know, as, as, as miracles are abound and people are speaking in different languages, fire and and he's like, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what, what was promised, Old Testament. Here's, what, here's what's going on. And goodness, Acts 2.41, people who accepted the message. There's always going to be people that don't accept the message. Right. But the people who accepted that message, about 3,000 was added to that number yeah. that day. There was such a, a spirit magnetism. You and I talk all the time that we're seeing it, that it's either the spirit that draws or the spirit does repel. Right. And, and we're seeing that. It's just a line. It either draws or it repels. But I'm telling you, in this moment, that spirit, sure, there's people that didn't accept it. But they, the ones that did, there was 3,000. And then what did it, it look like? You know, there was four components. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. All that is is like, hey, we don't, we don't really know what this means, but whatever these apostles, they've been with Jesus. So they were giving God's word. They didn't have a, a copy of the New Testament in front That's of right. them yet. Right. They were just like, here's all the stuff Jesus said. So let's do this. So, so it's like, okay, Lord, whatever's in your word, that's, that's what we're doing. So they devoted themselves. You know, devoted is a, is a crazy, loose term today. But they, they sold out for God's word. They sold out to, to fellowship. And, and what that means is it wasn't like, Hey, Ken, good to see you. Yeah, yeah, great to see you. I'll be praying for you and walk away. It was like, hey, how do we live life together today? Like, I don't know what you're doing. And while we go out, you know, maybe there'll be eight people we can share this love with. Right. They just live life together. And, you know, hey, Ken, you want to go out to eat? Cool. Let's live, live life. I mean, they, they were devoted to that. 
it was like, hey, nothing, nothing else matters. They were devoted to, to breaking the bread, and they were devoted to prayer. I mean, prayer is the power that moves the hand of God. And when the hand of God was moving, what, what was happening? It says, everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were being done by the apostles. Okay. It was just normal. If it was Jesus associated, it was bigger than anything we've ever seen. It wasn't normal. Like Jesus and the fruit of him was not normal. He went big or went home. So it was just normal that, hey, what's the wonder today? What's the awe today? What's the miracle today? What's the transformation today? What's the life change today? Uh, And it says this, and this is what I love. All the believers were together. So there's a part of being together. Okay, not, not an hour, but, but together. All the believers were together, and they had everything in common. Ken, these people had nothing in common. There was multiple languages, right? All, all right. languages under heaven was represented. So they don't have language in common. Right. Okay? That means they don't have race in common. Guaranteed they don't have socioeconomic status. And I'm pretty sure there was Alabama and Auburn fans there. <laughs> so they had that not they in had common. That, yes. <laughs> uh, on an earthly perspective right. they had nothing in common right but they had one thing jesus absolutely in common and when jesus was their sold out was their everything it didn't really matter what they didn't have in common yeah. so what was the fruit of having everything in common well they sold their goods and possessions they gave to anybody who had need every day they got together some way somehow just to be together whether it was temple courts whether it was in their homes and they were eating together Every day they got together. It was like, hey, this is what I'm about. This is what I do. This is how we do it. Like, this is all we know. This is what we're going to do. They praised God. And here, here's what's cool. They enjoyed the favor of all people. We don't live in that world. Because, man, people, people like to be different. People like to be the anti. We dare to take the opposite side. We dare to get offended. Uh, man, they just enjoyed the favor. That, only a move of God can make People enjoy the favor of all people. And what was the last fruit? And this is so cool. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, one thing this always recalls when it when I talk about, you know, they they had everything in common is is good old Paul writing to the Corinthian church in his second letter. And and we know the great verse of 517 at 2 Corinthians that if anybody's in Christ, they're a new creation, right? I'm telling you, there was a whole lot of people that were new creations right, right here. Right. They didn't, they didn't know all the, they didn't know where to turn in their Bible yet. And they sure didn't know how to act in church. And you know, life was still a mess, but they were a new creation. Well, the cool part about that, if you go back just one verse, why that happens is because no longer were people looking at things from a worldly perspective yes. called an earthly perspective. Everything in their heart and their mind was a kingdom, an eternal, a heavenly, a Holy Spirit-powered perspective. That's what this early church looked like. Everything was kingdom. That's the model that Jesus gives us on how the church is supposed to be. And it all started with obedience because Jesus said, stay. Stay. They could have said, he's not here any longer, you know. They're going to come after us next. That, that, that was a legitimate fear. Um, and he didn't said, give them an end time. No. He just like, said, he stay. Just stay. Like, that was, is that an hour? Right. Is that, is that a day? Yeah, so that, they, they had no, no idea. Yeah. But they were obedient. And I always tell folks, go from Genesis through Revelation, and you'll see obedience. And when people are obedient to God, you see 
God do amazing things in their lives and through their lives. And that's what happened here. They were obedient. They waited. And the Holy Spirit came, and then everything you just talked about happened. And I do love that part that people were added to the church daily. And we can we can still see that happen today. God, you know, it doesn't say, okay, that's where it stops yeah. of people coming to the Lord. But today, Cody, obviously we live in a different society than they lived in, Correct. obviously. And we live in a different world. The heartbeat of the world today is extreme, fast. Hmm. Busy, 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 right? If you're not busy, something's wrong with you. And, and that defines people's lives. It's how busy they can be at work, how busy they can be at having fun, whatever it is. But we know our identity is in Christ. So we can still live that way. But it's obviously it's going to look a little different because of the, the time that we're in. But in, in today's world, 2022, coming out of the pandemic, which Fauci said we have come out of the pandemic. So there you go. Oh, did I say his name? But I, So we have come out of two crazy years of pandemic and life has has been turmoil for so many folks during this time what does acts 2 42 through 47 look like today i think it 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 looks simply the same is people whether in in 2022 america or let's let's you called it the buckle Yes. Of the Bible Belt yes. right here in Dothan. Um, I'd never heard the buckle. So thanks. We've been together a long time. I, I, I came I, over that term. Man. And I've, I've never heard that. Uh, I still think it's spanning denominations. Yeah, It's spanning race, spanning socioeconomic, and it's people being together that are so devoted to the kingdom perspective, the bigness of God. Do we go to Target to... To, to get toilet paper or do we go to Target to get toilet paper and see if God leads us to someone there? Yeah. Do we go to the ball field to, to watch the game? That's great. And see what God would lead us there. Yeah. Um, do, we, do we drive down the street to drive to get to and from or do we use it as a, instead of a prayer walk, do we do it, use it as a, a prayer drive or a worship drive? Do we, do we intentionally sit there and say, you know what, I want to be devoted so deeply to the word and to the kingdom perspective and his people called the fellowship that I want to be intentional by putting people in my lives. I hear a lot of people all the time saying, I don't really know that many Christians. We're, we are in the Bible, brother. Everybody's, everybody's a Christian. Um, can you and I, this, we're, seeing, we're seeing baptisms all the time. All the time. That's so you know awesome. what that's showing? There are people that don't know Jesus. Right. I mean, I mean, there can't, there isn't a week that goes by that we don't start talking to each other about, hey, what baptisms this week, um, and and so there are people, um, and also, uh, you know, I've been kind of hitting, you know, there, there's a, also a great book. It's older, you know, unsaved Christian. There's a, there's a there's a whole lot of people that are just walking around that don't really even know understand what that salvation is. Right. And but but when we're together and so devoted. We work out that salvation. We learn what that means. We, we, we are in his power. We team with others in the power. And I'm telling you, there was power in numbers in this. Yes. Um, and so I think it looks just like that, man. Be intentional with, with being devoted to God's word. Be intentional to just being with people for a purpose. Yeah. Now, is it an earthly purpose? We do that all the time. Or is it a kingdom purpose? Hey, I'm going to work today. 
but I'm still having a kingdom purpose to build up that staff or to bless that client. Or if an opportunity opens, I'm praying with that person. Um, and man, just be intentional and then be so intentional. Like, you know, this, this city would, would, would just catch on fire. We can talk about that later, but literally catch on spiritual fire. Yeah. If we were just devoted to prayer. I mean, what if, what if, what if we all said, Hey, every morning at seven Oh seven AM, we're going to pray for 17 seconds, the whole city for God to do a move It'd transform it. Yes. It would transform it. Um, and guess what? We'd see miracles and wonders and all. Yes. Yes. We would. You know, we'd, 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 <laughs> we'd all sit there and say, dude, I have nothing to come with you, but I have everything in common with you. Yeah. Totally. And we'd, we'd enjoy the favor. Yes. We'd enjoy the favor of all people yes. because they would say, man, I don't know what it is, but I just want to be around that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? There'd be joy. People would have what they need, mm-hmm. whether it's a spiritual need, an earthly need. And guess what? Daily, we'd see people being added. Amen. And that's that's God's heart to, to see that happen. And, Cody, people listening and people who, who we come in contact with, they may say, well, well you guys are, are, are ministers. You, you, you get to do that every day. And praise God, what an awesome blessing that is. But they'll say, but, you know, I'm so busy. But, but you hit on something there that is so key that it's, it's our mindset. Are, are we going to go to work? Because now, look, I was, I was in journalism, you know, that commie pinko stuff. But <laughs> I call that often. I always thought that was funny. But, uh, you know, that was a very busy job for 22 years. Martha, my wife, she was in the medical field for 22 years. That's a very busy job. But it wasn't just about going to work. It was about how can we minister? How, how can we love on somebody today? How can we show Jesus to somebody today on my staff or who I come in contact with uh, through, through the public arenas that, that, that I was going to? Or Martha, the patients that she would see uh, in, in her field. And so, yes, we have to be intentional to say, hey, and I know you and I tell folks this all the time, the Great Commission isn't just coming on an outreach with the harbor or with love and action. It's not just about doing something at your church. Those are all good things, that, good and, things. And, and, and we should be doing those things. But it's a lifestyle. It's every day when we're with our family when we're with our friends, when we see strangers at the stores, as you mentioned, or coffee shop or restaurant, it's, it's, it's being Jesus to our waitress, and it's a lifestyle. And that's what that first church understood, and that's what they did, and that's why people were being added daily. You know, I think we, we have that great commission that, goodness, he's just entrusted to us all power, all authority that's in him. So go and make disciples of all nations. Uh, I think we have a great miscommission, as I call it, that it's like, hey, go invite people to church. Um, I think people will just follow you wherever you go. And I do know a lot of people will say, well, Ken, Cody, you guys are in full-time ministry. This is what you do. I hear it all the time. This is what you get paid to do, right? right? Um, I'm thankful for that calling. Thankful for the calling, right? Yes. But... Our job, if you look at Ephesians 4, we're to train and equip the saints. That's right. Okay? But if this is our greatest ministry, LIA, Harbor, man, goodness, we got a whole community to go love. Yeah. You know, 
it can happen anywhere. I mean, just in the last couple of weeks, I mean, I shared Christ with a, a literally a guy in Target. That's why I use that illustration, right? right? And then I saw a guy a couple of weeks ago on a golf course on the fourth green, um, except Jesus right there. Praise God. So, so guess what? It, it can happen anywhere. The Holy Spirit draws. Right. Um, you and I don't have any different power than anybody else that's in Christ. That's right. Okay? And we are certainly not better than anything. Um, goodness, Jesus just wants to use some broken people. Yes, it's his specialty. Yes. Yeah, just uh, we, we, can, we can look at, just look at his disciples. A lot of broken people there. Look at Mary Magdalene. Broken, broken. Oh, my gosh. You know, broken. The, the woman at the well. Broken, broken. Uh, the, the demoniac. Yeah. You know, just go on and on. And so many people think, well, I'm not qualified. Well, are you saved? Mm. Is Jesus in you? Are you filled with his Holy Spirit? Then you are qualified. And as you said, you are empowered mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that empowered the disciples and empowered Peter to stand in front of the Sanhedrin and say, you crucified Jesus, knowing that they could do the same to yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, he, he, was, he was filled with the same Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit hasn't changed. Yeah. Our God, our Lord is the same. And Ken, it's instant because he's standing yes. in front of those things. Hey, you, the guy that you killed, right. that's who we're doing this in the power of. And oh, by the way, yeah, I might have been scared of a little girl f- a few days ago, but now I got the Holy Spirit. That's right. And, and, I, and man, I'm just, that, that power is so big. And, you know, you think about those terrible traumatic moments Ken and I, you know, playing pickup basketball when we were the last pick. Right. We're never the last pick with Jesus. Right. We were the first pick. That's right. That's right. Amen. And we just want to, again, encourage you that, you know, you can live this life for Jesus. You don't have to have a, a, a special degree or anything like that. You just have to have Jesus. And if you're listening this morning and you don't have Jesus, you, you don't know that he's your Savior He's your Lord. Cody, what can they do? Goodness, they can call on him right now, like right now, and say, Jesus, I don't know, completely understand all that they're talking about. But right now, Jesus, I want you in my life, and I want to make my life about what, I guess, the word these guys are talking about. And so it says in Acts 2.37, you know, they ask, what do we, because they were cut to the heart. If anybody's cut to the heart right now, what do we need to do to be saved? Peter just said, okay, repent, be baptized. Repent, man, tell God you've, you've messed up. Be honest, be sincere. God, I can't do this without you. And, and if you would dare to choose me first, then I want to be on that team. Right now you call to him. The awesome thing is he will continue to reveal. And then I would say, if you're saying that, find somebody that you know that truly believes in Jesus and go tell them that and let them walk with you in that. And then the journey will begin. But you just keep running to him, being devoted to him. He will make that way. Amen. He will. And and if you have any questions or if you've made that decision, and like Cody said, tell somebody. And tell somebody um, who don't know Jesus, tell somebody who does know Jesus. Yeah. And and uh, I would love to hear from you because I would love to send you some more information on how to walk this life for Jesus. So if you've made that decision, uh, please, you can call our, our office at Love and Action at 334-494-4995, or you can email me at Ken 
Tuck at loveinactionministries.com. But I pray that you do make that decision because it's the most important decision any of us can make. You don't have to be in a church. I was in a Chevrolet Chevette. By the way, when I gave my life to Jesus, <laughs> you know, what, what a fancy car was that it was. old Ford Explorer, Ken. Well, yes, see, there you yeah, go. <laughs> literally on the, on the road. And, you know, the last thing I want to say is this. The CEO and creator of the universe, he passed it on to us. Yes. He didn't say, go start in the mail room. Right. He said, I'm the CEO and creator of the universe. Now I'm passing that exact CEO of the universe job to you. Yeah. Amen. Well, Cody, um, will you come back next week? Yes. We didn't hit on, on on some of the stuff we were wanting to hit on, but we are already out of time. I got uh, my podcast face on, so I'm oh, ready. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you and I have the perfect face for podcast and radio, <laughs> man, so we're, we're, we're good. But uh, I appreciate everybody joining us today, and I, I, I hope that uh, you do call on Jesus. And if you are a believer, live for him. You're filled with the Spirit. You can do this. And I Pray that you have a wonderful week coming up and look forward uh, to you joining us again next week. And until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.